Trish, what for you are the most memorable parts of an Irish wedding day? Oh, food, music, crack. Agreed. This week's sponsor, Icebreakers Band, guarantee your guests will barely leave the dance floor. Our producer, Darren, is one member of this talented five-piece band. Icebreakers have a set list designed for dancing. Our experienced musicians. Total professionals. And a sound bunch of lads. If you or someone you know is getting married and needs to book a band for this year or next, don't delay. Book Icebreakers today. You'll find Icebreakers on Instagram at Icebreakers underscore band and they're also on Facebook. Don't say you weren't pal. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of No Other Crackpod. Hi there. We're exhausted here. We're just we laughing. We had a very high pressure ad. Oh yeah, we were recording um, a little note for from our sponsors and uh, we're drained after. Awkward. But it's worth it. Awkward customer. What an awful client. <laughs> so even though it has not been long since we last spoke technically because we recorded late kind of this week um have you watched anything else I, since i have all right good stuff i actually had watched um netflix bank of dave oh yeah i've seen the netflix thumbnail of this movie or show it's a movie um, so it's based on the true life experiences of Dave Fishwick telling the story of how a working class Burnley man and self-made millionaire fought to set up a community bank. Kind of sounds <laughs> not very exciting, mm. but it's actually very good. Anyone now, famous on it? Uh, Phoebe Denver ever? Daphne from Bridgerton. Oh, yes. Sally from Corey's daughter. Yes. And Joel Fry. Do you know him? He was in Yesterday. Who did he play in He yesterday? was, you know, the real kind of goofy friend. Oh, yes. He's yeah. been in a few things. He is in a few. I only know liked, him from Yesterday. Yeah. And Rory Kinnear. Kinnear? K-I-N-N-E-A-R. I wonder is he related to Greg? Greg? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so he plays this guy, Dave Fish- Fishwick. But... You know, there's sometimes you watch things and because it's a true story, it makes it better. Good. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like it's a grand one. Like it is interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 71% okay. on Rotten Tomatoes. But mm. um, he went in and like he was the first person in 150 years to be granted a new bank license. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so it's cool. like him against the big man. Oh, actually, yeah. your man from Downton Abbey is in it as well. Oh, what do you call him? The main guy. I can't I remember know. his name. He's one of the big bank guys in it. Oh. God, that's going to annoy me now. Um, oh, well, that should be good. But it's worth the watch because of the true story of it. Like, when did this occur? It was like 10 years ago. Oh. And the bank is still operational, as yeah. far as I know. Because I think that banks are going to be completely kind of democratized now. Hugh Bonneville. Oh yeah, she yeah. was in that other thing that you liked yeah, yeah, as yeah. well with the art. Yeah, the French. Yeah. Um, I would say that you know the age of these big 
household name banks, like, you know, only being maybe half a dozen. Yeah. Because Revolut's been made into a bank. Or like, yeah. I know it is a bank anyway, but they're getting an IBAN now. Mm-hmm. I, I love Revolut. <laughs> mind revel it but i don't be using it as much as most would you not no like i just use it if like to give pay somebody back for something but i wouldn't be flat oh, out using it. it like all the time you know i never use it to make purchases really yeah it's very handy mm. it's too handy tapa <laughs> mm. tapa um so yeah no i would recommend watching that it's just interesting like it's a bit your man reminds me of peter k but it's in kind of the Lancashire area, yes, so it's that, that kind of accent. accent. Yeah, yeah. But it's that's good. It's an interesting story. I think oh. you would enjoy. So oh, the next thing I started watch. off easy there because the next thing I'm about to say to you, I I recommended this to one person since watching it, mm-hmm. and they like they've been chatting to me extensively about it because it, they're scared nearly. So it's on Netflix at the minute. It's called Into the Deep. The submarine murder case. Right. Did you see it? No. Thumbnail or anything like that? No. So now I've watched my fair share of. Murder docs. Murder docs. Bizarre docs. Effed up docs. (laughs) (laughs) So this is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. It came out in 2020. But I only recently seen it on Netflix. So. Basically there was this Australian director. Emma Sullivan, right? Mm-hmm. And she'd been filming this guy called Peter Madsen. Okay? So he's Danish. The only way I can describe him when you're watching the film is like, he's like Elon Musk eccentric. Probably mm-hmm. didn't have, obviously didn't have as much money as Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. But was coming up with all this, these bizarre ideas. And he was nearly like a bit of a celebrity mm-hmm. um, over there. So she, Emma Sullivan... Australian director had been filming Madsen for months on an unre- on an unrelated documentary when this murder took place, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason she was filming him at the time is he was making a homemade rocket. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there was months and months of footage, right? So the main premise when you click onto Netflix, it's like journalist Kim Wall disappears after boarding Danish inventor. Peter Madsen's submarine. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I don't want to say too much, but I want you to watch it, and then I would nearly. Well, compare notes then. <clears throat> compare notes then with you because it is up there with one of the most fucked up, excuse my French, documentaries I've ever seen. Mm. So, in it, because it's months and months of footage, so this murder takes place. And they have so much footage of the people working along with this Peter Madsen Mm -hmm. and Peter Madsen himself up until the day of the murder. And then nothing after. Oh, sorry. And they had the footage. So Emma Sullivan used her footage until. So then the end result result was this documentary, which contains all the extensive interviews. Mm. And it was made into this documentary. Whoa. Okay. So it came out then. It's just like. It's very, very raw. And even when the submarine goes missing, mm. you're seeing all the people that worked with this Peter Marston and their reactions. But it came out in 2020, as I said. 
but it wasn't released on Netflix at the time because the cinematographer for the documentary and a couple of people who were involved were saying that it was too like triggering and it would cause a lot of pain issues for people that were involved. So, so they had it to was wait. A, <clears throat> they had to wait. I think it came out in sun, at Sundance. Mm. So now it's on Netflix and it says on it um a couple of the people that are involved in the documentary mm. their voices have been changed mm. and their faces have been changed as well. Holy crap. Digitally whatever. Mm. But it is like you will be watching like I had to pause it a few times. So this is your trigger warning. Like Oh god, I don't know if I'd it be fit is for it. just I actually don't know would you be fit for it? I don't know would you be fit for it, genuinely. Mm. Like but it is like just raw human emotion and mm. evilness as well. Yeah, just that it's like that they've got so much real footage. Yeah, like that person. is literally the tip of the iceberg what I'm saying there mm. now. Oh it no, I will. Just, I'll have to tell Dad. Actually, he loves a good murder doc. Oh, this is shocking! Like, mm. shocking into the deep, into the deep, the submarine murder case. And as I said, it's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez, but it's it's actually wild. It's very hard watching at times. Mm. So okay, well, no, I will. I'll try. I'll ease myself in by watching it during the day or something. Put the lights on. (laughs) Yeah, like, I would love to chat to you about it, but it's just... And is it long? Like a Um, couple hours or... No, it's like like it's maybe an hour and a half, an hour and 20 or something. Yeah, no, I'll I'll get through that. I will. I'll I'll give it a go. Uh, But it's just... For conversation's sake. (laughs) Oh, it's wild, like, Mm. wild. And then... What is it? I watched the episode two of The Last of Us. Oh yeah, so did I. Did you watch it? What do you think? You like it? I don't know if I'm mad about the show. Darren really liked it. Oh, I really like I, it. Now, in fairness, I, I'm weird with shows like that, you know, post-apocalyptic. I have to be in the humour for them because I find them very depressing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. And... Like Darren was like, oh, well, we watched the second episode of The Last of Us. And I was kind of like, yeah, OK, you know, that kind of way. And then I was on my phone a bit and then it was on a while and then I found myself gripped. Like, so I'm like, clearly I do like it. Yeah. But I, I just don't be like excited to watch it yet. Don't know why. Yeah. Is it just because it's like that bit of action and gore or something that I can feel myself getting into it? Oh, yeah, I really liked the second episode. Yeah, it was good. It definitely was good. Like, I can't deny that. But I just There's know. something terrible. Like, I haven't watched Fantastic, Fantastic Fungi mm. on Netflix. But mm. I, feel, I feel if I watched that, <laughs> I'd be more terrified. It's just mushrooms everywhere, like. Yeah, and like, on I was brains reading, and <laughs> reading something today about that there's this fungus that can turn ants into zombies. Yeah. I actually seen that before. Like, but was it with ants? <laughs> Maybe it was a sheep or something. Like I just find, yeah, it's a bit close to the bone. Like, yeah. Do you think that that could happen? Probably could. Jesus, now. <laughs> Better start prepping. <laughs> Chopping your shit take. <laughs> um. So yeah, we watched that. Haven't watched. 
Watch but the whole time I was watching it, sorry to mm. interrupt you there. The whole time I was watching it, though, I do get what you were saying last week. What Darren said that it is like you're in a video game. Yeah, mm. very much so. Yeah, you're constantly whatever way they film it, you're just on edge the whole time. Yeah, like you're just yeah. waiting for what's behind you. Yeah, it's um, like at Christmas. One of my favorite things to do is like the VR is always whipped out. In our house at Christmas. Oh, you just have one. I had yeah, that. Yeah, well, Kevin is with my cousin. But I love watching. Absolutely love watching. But we played <laughs> how festive the Exorcist one was. <laughs> and I was like, have I played it. And I was like, nope, Christmas. nope. But it was like watching. I think it's so entertaining watching people play. Like, mm. you're like, ah. mm. <laughs> it's not scary for me. But yeah. Yeah, no, like uh, shows like that too, based on video games, I'm surprised there aren't more of them. Well, that's what I know. There was a lot of people writing about this. I think it's a whole new opening now for genres. Because mm. like. like video great game creators put so much effort into like character development, words, mm-hmm. story, plot. The Super Mario films coming out this year. Oh yeah, and Charlie Day is in it. I was just gonna say, I'm so excited to mm. see to hear Charlie Day. But yeah. didn't what you call him as well get your guy who voices Mario? Chris Pratt. Mm. He, he voiced Mario. I think so. Or is he He's Mario Lego or Luigi? Oh maybe he is. Oh he's in it too. Chris Pratt, yeah, there's a huge Oh I didn't know lineup. that. Yeah. Um but I think he got awful stick because the accent is just terrible. Oh, so yeah, like Chris Pratt's in it, Princess Peach is Anna Taylor Joy. Because she's everywhere. Charlie Day is Luigi. Mm. Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. That's Do you know who Bowser is? Mm, don't know. You know Bowser. And then Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And oh, that'll be good. But. Yeah, they think that there's going to be a whole... Not comparing The Last of Us to a Super Mario movie, but... Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. they're all games. Yeah, they are. Crash Bandicoot um, next. God, but I loved Crash Who, who would play Crash? <laughs> <laughs> or the... You remember the mask in it? Who would go? Oh, yeah. I know, you're invincible <laughs> when you had him on you. You run through the... N- Nitrate or whatever TNT <laughs> Oh TNT But I remember yeah. you could run through something else The green stuff Oh that was the nitro And then you're And like you could go really quick Wasn't that what that happened When you yeah, ran through that with the mask on And mm. everything else goes flinged up there Yeah, yeah. Good times Good times <laughs> <laughs> Well so. last week we I, I said last week Or on Monday That um, And and Callie and Q And the quiet girl Was nominated for an oscar for best international film and it hadn't even been announced yet so i'm psychic i was thinking that i know i was like obviously it was just tipped for it are you mystic meg (laughs) 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 yeah because so, I thought that, and then I was like, "Geez, it was kind of everywhere." Then the next day, and I was like, <laughs> I have "How a li- does I have she a- do it? Who's her? <laughs> who's her source?" <laughs> oh, I have a source in the industry that feeds me the info. <laughs> um, so that was exciting, and also was a good day for the Irish because Banshee's Vanishing was nominated for a few. So each of the the main cast of Banshee's Vanishing is nominated for something or other, and then Paul Meskel is also nominated. 
Um, yeah, what's he nominated for now? It's a movie called After Sun about a father and a daughter's kind of like summer together or something. So he play he's only twenty six, but he plays a thirty year old, and then it's like well, that's not that much of a reach. Yeah, but he's a father of a, an eleven year old daughter because a lot of people oh. are like, how is he playing that girl's father? You know, because she's like in real life, she's maybe like twelve, thirteen, and he's twenty six. <laughs> but oh um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, so I've not seen that. And I've only ever seen him in Normal People. Did you mm-hmm. see that? No, I didn't watch Normal People. Yeah, it is very, like the book was brilliant. The book by Sally Rooney was really, really good. Um, like if you're, like the funny thing is I think it's so intrinsically Irish and they're, it's about these two characters and they're very emotionally stunted and they come from two completely different backgrounds. Yeah, One, the girl is rich and the guy is poor. His mom cleans G-A-A the girl's house, all that stuff. And then they can. It shows them going through their teens to their early twenties, and they can just never communicate properly. So it's good, but it's I, a bit depressing. At I the remember same time. at the time, and like everybody was on about it. And then I seen one clip where it was like I don't know where they like canoodling or what, and it looked so awkward. I was like, I can't. Oh my god, the scenes were so oh. graphic. Because it was out kind of the very beginning of lockdown. That's why everybody watched it. Because it was on at that like peak lockdown yeah. point. And we were, <laughs> we were living up and we were probably working oh, away. I was working actually. <laughs> <laughs> we were up in Whitethorn. And I remember at one point I, I hadn't watched it say the, on RTE the Monday night. And it was like the Tuesday lunchtime. I was like, oh, I'll throw it on now. I had to draw the curtains then because I was like, if anybody, like, if any children looked in this window, the scenes were just horrifically graphic, uh, like too much. But that's yeah, reflective there, like, of the book. There was phone calls into what do you call him? Yeah, Joe Duffy. And the only other thing I was going to mention was I read this interesting article. I wonder do I have the context for this? Where's my phone? So there, did you read about this, that there's um, a cinema in Mumbai that's been playing the same movie every day for 27 <laughs> years? I just have visions of Craggy Island, the film playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that film called again? Oh my God, I can't remember now. Something of, um, so let me just get the details for this. But isn't that crazy? Like, And like, are people still going to see it? Yeah. But when they have the... So every morning an audience files into the Maratha Mandir Cinema in Mumbai for a movie that premiered 27 years ago. The film has resonated so intensely that this theatre has played it every day since, save for the pandemic hiatus. So the film, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name, translates as The Big Heart Will Take the Bride. And it's known collectively as DDLJ. And it's a boy meets girl story set against the backdrop of a moment of immense change and unbridled possibility in India. And people in India and even like the diaspora of people in India who live worldwide all know this movie. Like it's a huge part of their culture and it's a big comfort show for people. And homeless people will like try and get money to go in and watch it for their mental health. And it's supposed what? to be this just amazing feel good film. And it's, it's just a cultural phenomenon. So it's called The Big Hearted Will Take the Bride. The big. 
Wow. So there's a, an article about it in the New York Times and you can see pictures on the New York Times Instagram of people in, in the theatres watching it and people being interviewed about what it means to them. So then I was researching about there's, um you know, the way you would go back and watch things over and over again, mm-hmm. like movies and shows and yeah. stuff. And it's called the mere exposure effect. So this is a scientific term for liking something more merely because we've been previously and repeatedly exposed to it. <laughs> so it's usually more so like songs because, you know, you'll hear a song oh, once yeah. and you'll like it and then you keep listening to it and you love it. Until you sicken yourself with it, obviously. Yes. But with TV, scientists have tried to figure out why people love to rewatch things. So they've broken it down into four <laughs> categories. So one is like you keep watching things over and over for nostalgic or sentimental reasons. Then two is you do it for just comfort. Three is that it recaptures certain endorphins. So like, you know, when there's like you expect this Mm -hmm. like scary part or like happy part, you know, the endorphins will be released. And then four, it's not emotionally taxing because you know what to expect. (laughs) (laughs) So your fight or flight is completely turned (laughs) off. And then five is like it also can be a sign of a neurodivergence. <laughs> but talk to a medical professional about that. Oh my god. Yeah, because I was just wondering, you know, the way some people will just rewatch things so much. Darren Carr especially will just re- I, want I to rewatch things all the time. Things. The Wolf of Wall Street, I've probably seen it like twenty times. Mm. And I wonder which of those you're tapping into, if not a few. <laughs> Maybe, uh, well, the fight or flight, no, I'd say it's just the mere exposure effect. You just like yeah. it so much and it's entertaining like it so and you I like it more it every like. time you watch it. Yeah, I do. Genuinely. Hmm. Um, I love it too. The fight or flight one there. I'm just imagining watching a scary movie with a deadpan face and I know, I know what's coming. <laughs> well, that wouldn't work on me no matter how often I watch scary I'm just movies. remembering, you know what I watched? I fly. There, the Stephen King film that you had recommended ages ago about the hotel room. Oh yeah, 1408. 14, is it 1408? Yeah. Or 14. Is it 1408? Well, don't trigger my dyspraxia. (laughs) I'm nearly sure it's 1408. Maybe it is 1408. (laughs) But anyway, I watched it. So it's a Stephen King film. But it's about, is it John Cusack? Yeah. That goes into the hotel room. And he kind of investigates paranormal and that. But I watched it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that Scary was... Shot. I kind of thought watching it, I was like, I'm never going to stay in a hotel room by myself again. Mm-hmm. Ever. Oh, stop it. The song, the radio switching on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. What song is that again? Radio switching on, Highland radio switching on by itself. <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah. It's like it's really, really scary. Yeah, it is quite scary. Yeah, it's kind of underrated as well. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, oh, I just wanted to. I don't know why I thought of this movie, but oh, I do. I do know why I thought of this movie. So I started watching season two of the show called Love Life. So season one, like they're on Netflix and season one was great. 
it's just like 10 episode show set in New York about a girl and you go, it goes, every episode focuses on a different love on her life, um, starring Anna Kendrick mm-hmm. and it's class. And then I, the season two has a completely different cast kind of. So it's a, a guy and it's all about his love life. So I started watching so it's a completely different story. Yeah. Well, it, it starts off at like Anna Kendrick's wedding. Oh, and then it moves on to this guest and his love life. So there's okay. like a slight overlap, but like she's not really in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I've only watched three episodes. I'm not loving it so far, but there is an actress in it who's class and she's called Jessica Williams. And she was in this really good movie called The Incredible Jessica James. Have you ever seen it? No. And you would like it because it's a rom-com set in Brooklyn about this girl who's just she's getting out of a really bad breakup and then she starts rebounding with a guy she meets on, a, on an app who is also getting out of a breakup but the guy is chris o'dowd oh really yeah. did you hear that noise there no is it just me <laughs> um it's chris o'dowd welcome <laughs> chris o'dowd everybody <laughs> uh yeah chris o'dowd is like the guy Aww. she meets on sort of tinder and he's getting out of a bad relationship and jessica her it, name's jessica james is getting out of a bad relationship and it's is his brilliant. irish accent intact yeah. in this yeah. he's as fully oppo- irish as opposed to bridesmaids um oh Why not bridesmaids was it Bridesmaids? Yeah, it was Bridesmaids. I thought he had his accent in Bridesmaids. No, he doesn't. He has this queer American hybrid accent. Like a diddly eye? No. He's like the cop. Oh, transatlantic. Yeah, I don't know what you call him. Um, I love him. I thought he was like so funny when he was like, oh, his we're, we're not all crazy. bad. <laughs> What? I said we're not all bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't think. I thought it was that. No, his accent. No, sorry. I forgot actually. No, he's an app developer in this movie. Okay. But I think they don't meet on on Tinder actually. They're set up. But no, he's got his proper Irish accent in it. And it's very, very good. I must watch that. So is that all your TV guide? Mm Mm-hmm. Bursting at the seams again. Yes. Even though I watch nothing, but yeah. <laughs> so World Wide Web. So I tried a little hack this week. And I didn't expect it to work at all because I thought this is too simple. <laughs> I'd seen, I don't know, did I see it on TikTok or what? So, you know, when you're cooking with garlic. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see this hack? If you use a butter knife and you just stab the garlic mm-hmm. and it just comes out as in you don't have to peel it. Oh my God, that'd be the dream. It works. Oh, it does. Yeah. So you just like get the butter knife, poke it into the garlic, and then kind of pull it out. And just the stuff yeah, falls just off? just pops out. Oh my God, brilliant. Because I've seen the video and I was like, that, that'll never work. I'd need to watch the technique, I'd say, more carefully. There's no, it's all in the I wrist, keep, all in the wrist. <laughs> it's all in the wrist, huh? I keep thinking I hear something there, but maybe not. Must be a car outside or something. The monitors. Or a horse outside. <laughs> Um, because like I do a thing with garlic that I saw who do you call him do what do you call him? oh my god why am I forgetting he's, he's like one of Gordon Ramsay yeah he like just how did I know that he just bangs the garlic with a knife yeah but sure he can take a shell off a lobster by banging yeah. it so like <laughs> so yeah, we, go, no, we don't try. got the technique I must try your one but the garlic yeah it is actually life changing 
because I hate the smell of garlic then. I love garlic, but I hate the smell of it. Yeah, um, I adore garlic as well. Yeah, so that's me little. Get a butter knife, stab the garlic. That's, mm. my, <laughs> that's my little tip. So in next bit of news on the World Wide Web, did you see there's like the self-driving buses now? No. They've started them over in the UK. So the first one went with 22 volunteer passengers. So this has kind of been in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one went anyway. And one of the passengers called it brilliant. <laughs> wow. Like, I was reading because it was on Sky News. I was reading the article. I was like, brilliant. That's that's the quote that took from it. The other, another passenger then said, I wasn't worried at all about it. You wouldn't know the difference between this and a normal bus from the driving. And I thought, like, I'm really terrified, like, using the self-service tills and Tesco yeah, legs. Like, it was like Jesus. the bag thing. And I'm like, oh, That's a no, bit don't much. go up again. I wouldn't be getting on one anyway. Would you not? But no. the, I think the hilarious thing is then there's an experienced driver that has to be on board the whole time anyway. Mother of God. To take your tickets and like oversee. Mm. So like... You may as well have the man stretching his legs like and clutching and whatnot. Sure you're paying him anyway. Yeah. I don't know. They haven't quite created the efficiency yet. But I suppose they need somebody on board to... Mm. So you don't have like a scene from... What was that film called? It's like the scene in The Simpsons now. You know that film where the bus is driving really... (laughs) You know. And I can't go... Lower than a certain speed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is like, it called? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like laughing. And what is it? Speed, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I've never speed. even seen it though. I only well, I'm only getting the father to like, reference. And there's a bus going at a certain speed, and if it goes below a certain speed, no, I don't it know is called speed, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you never seen it? No, I don't think so. What you call them, Zinnit? When I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to really watch films. Like, oh. Unless they were age appropriate. <laughs> I, was, I was on it. Keanu Reeves is in it. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Like, Dennis, Dennis like I'm aware Speed. of it. But. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's that's all the crack of buses. Mm. I, I wouldn't want to be getting on one. No, nor I. Yeah. Who drives the Lewis? There is Lewis drivers, isn't there? there. Yeah. It's 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. She does that. Maybe yes. we'll watch it at the weekend. <laughs> Could watch it tomorrow night. Speed. Um, well, speaking of robots taking over the world, <gasps> uh, have you heard of Chat GPT? Oh, no. Is this what I was speaking to today? Yeah, I was sending trash messages from a bot. And I was um, like, Marie, is this you, Marie? <laughs> Show me some emotion, Marie. Where's the emojis? <laughs> right, so chat GBT is going to be this huge thing, but actually Ooh. us mere mortals can't access it anymore. So a few early, there was an early release of it and you go to chat.openai.com and it's this... It's class because like say if you Google something you'll obviously get a certain amount of results but you still have to do a lot of research yourself and when you talk to Siri she tells you what she can glean from the internet but it's not really that fluid but this is like it's almost as if you're chatting to a real person or you're working with a real copywriter 
it's so bang on so i've seen chat ai in action or sorry the chat gpt but now it's kind of gone offline there's a waiting list for it and it's going to be really expensive when it comes back so um so it's basically an artificial intelligence chat bot and the official version that's been developed that's really sophisticated is at capacity. But there's loads of kind of like knockoff versions of it. That one I was using today was called Write Sonic. Right, so Sonic. So it's like W-R-I-T-E Sonic. And you can go on and use that. You get a certain amount of credits per day, like free credits to use it. And then you have to pay after a while. So I've probably used it all up by playing with it today. Sending me messages um, of tripe. <laughs> And one of the weird things, where was it? Oh, I popped in. Watch it. it it's not that accurate just yet. This one, the right Sonic. Because so, I go, what is no other crack? <laughs> and it goes, no other crack is a podcast hosted by Trish and Marie, two Irish women in their 20s. Well, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. The podcast focuses on Irish culture as well as topics related to current events, lifestyle health and entertainment it's an upbeat protein pancakes last week oh yeah true it's an upbeat positive podcast that's true that encourages its listeners to get in touch with their irish roots and try new things (laughs) the show has featured a variety of guests (laughs) from well-known irish celebrities to local irish entrepreneurs (laughs) Damn it, the 20s thing's out of reach yeah. now. <laughs> the podcast is available to stream on most major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, and Amazon. Maybe that's all, it, that part's true, at least. Maybe it's predicting. Maybe we're going to Benjamin Button it. Yeah, maybe. An age backwards. Oh my God, yes. We and should have guests that. on. Who's the entrepreneur we're going to bring on? Elon. Elon, Elon yeah. Ian Big. Uh, he's Irish, yeah. <laughs> Elon and then, Musk. <laughs> the and then also BuzzFeed announced today that it's going to use Chat GPT to create content instead of real life writers. It was an official sure, statement that's... that came out by BuzzFeed, which would be an improvement on their current articles well, and I fairness. Agree. And their stock on <laughs> Wall Street is up by ninety two percent since they announced that. BuzzFeed. Yeah. Well, isn't that only testament to they're writers. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, you just reminded me of something there. We're going down the route of <laughs> robots. So there last week, um, my friend Maria, her little boy Tommy, who's a fan and listener, a fan and listener. Yes. Shout out to Tommy. <laughs> he was showing me this app. It's called Akinator. Mm-hmm. A-K-I-N-A-T-O-R. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, the crack we had with it. So it's like you know when you play, play the sticky notes game where you stick like mm-hmm. and say like I I'm fucking Father Ted and you're Hagrid, Hagrid or whatever. <laughs> so you think of somebody right mm-hmm. in your own mind, mm-hmm. and then he asks you all these questions, and he's mm-hmm. able to figure out who it is. But in my <sighs> mind, last week I chose because we'd been chatting about banshees of Inisherin and all that. I chose Colin Farrell in my head and I was thinking, no, I was like, this is going to take ages. And it slowly it whittled it down and then it was like, is it Colin Farrell? But it was like the questions were, um, you know, eventually got to, am I Irish? Do I have bushy eyebrows? Would I be considered attractive? And then it was like, am I Colin Farrell? I was like, 
Jeez. How did it do that? And then who else? Who else did I think of? Oh, Jack Skellington off the Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, like real random stuff, but it's just whatever way the algorithm, they're able to whittle it down. So intuitive. Isn't it mad? It's quite scary. <laughs> We're only at the cusp of this. <laughs> we so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be chat GBT podcasts next. But sure, that's no crack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of snoring so loud. Um, the robots wouldn't give you that. No. <laughs> the only other World Wide Web thing that I found kind of interesting this week was there was these two women that had gone re- super viral on TikTok. Um, I don't know if you'd noticed them cropping up and they were called Mortgage Advice NI and they were no. based in Dungannon. Okay. And I kept seeing them on my For You page all the time so I followed and they're like, they have that proper Dungannon accent and they're just like two friends that worked in a mortgage advice business mm-hmm. um they were employees within the business like and they started off by giving some financial tips but then they were having the crack as well like they were because all these americans were following them and taking the piss out of their accent oh, and the girls are really charismatic like so and they're both really different Brittany or no yeah were Brittany? they Brittany no Bridget and Whitney <laughs> <laughs> and uh Bridget loved like country music and stuff and then Whitney loved rock and they were just having like office banter and stuff yeah and the page blew up and they had like a hundred thousand followers and like people were like ringing in the mortgage company like wanting to book sessions with them and like People from the south of Ireland were looking to book mortgage advice with them, but they only do the UK and everything just went nuts. And it actually became too successful to the point where today I noticed that Whitney changed it to Whitney NI. So she didn't follow Bridget? With, so Bridget, she did like all the videos of Bridget are gone. <gasps> what? I know. And it was like Whitney was all... And I preferred Bridget. <laughs> Sorry, Whitney. You but see, um, I, I understand why Bridget Whitney had to do it. Whitney was kind of more into it, certainly. <laughs> she was like, <sighs> you'll have to follow her just to say she's to she's cool, it. like. Um, but I thought they were a good duo. But what happened was she put up an expla- explanation video then, and she said basically Tell all. their boss was a bit pissed off with it all, like because there was like gifts being sent. There was pissed like off with you know, free publicity. Yeah, like loads of people were writing that, but in fairness to him too, as she was trying to allude to, like they're probably getting loads of time wasters as well. Oh yeah. Do you know, like it wouldn't be, publicity is one thing, but then if he's a small company and two of the employees are sitting on TikTok all day. Well, yeah. And if they're not generating proper leads. But I just can't believe that then, because Whitney said she's going to carry it on now in her own spare time. And kind of be an influencer or whatever, but I just thought it was interesting how, like, they built it up on the brand of the mortgage advice NA, and then now it's just Whitney NA and Bridget's yeah, gone with the one. Just looking at her here, ninety nine point seven thousand followers. Yeah. So yeah, hope Bridget's alright. Bridget, where are you? I can't even find. It. Yeah, sure, Bridget's gone. Bridget. If you Google it, you can still see some Bridget videos, I think. She was lovely, like. <laughs> we miss you, Bridget. Yeah, bye, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So that's all the World Wide Web, anyhow. Oh, World Wide Web. Web? <laughs> so, so any recommendations? recommendations? Um, well, I'll start by, I'm still uh, digesting my food, but myself and Maria were in the narrow quarter this evening. And I just wanted to give it an honourable mention because Maria mm-hmm. is celiac. And she was saying nearly everything on the menu was available in gluten-free as well. So the narrow quarter is in Kerakeel. In County Donegal, if anyone's ever going to go. But the, the narrow quarter is gorgeous. I yeah. haven't been in ages. Darren goes all the time for lunch, but not me. Um, well, a bit. Anyway, he's, he's a man who lunches. Ladies <laughs> who lunch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, mum's celiac as well. And the one time that we had gone along with mum, she loved, remember Darren, mum yeah. loved it as well. Like, because it's not fair if you're celiac, like it's wild hard to get a hearty meal. Yeah. Because most places just try to pawn you off with a baked potato. Like, yeah. Oh, she was like shocked because usually there's only a couple options, but she was very impressed with the range of. Oh, good. Options. Must what did we have? We had a burger. Oh, my God, it was unreal. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. I don't really have one, only to say that if um, Camille Thai has opened another can, I. Oh, yeah. So it's a, obviously a Thai food chain, and yeah, now Letter Can has chain, one. Yeah. Um, and I haven't been yet, but uh, like my friend at work has been, and a few other people I know have been there, and they were saying, now they are saying, like, there's a bit of a wait, obviously, at the moment because it's really popular mm-hmm. for the f- opening weekends, but it's meant to be gorgeous. So that's a nice addition to the town. Um, and then I had one just quick bit of trivia. <laughs> so Go on. this is something I read today that I thought was quite interesting. So in the late 19th century, people used arsenic as part of their beauty routine. Oh, I think I knew this. Yeah. So there was a product called Dr. James P. Campbell's Safe Arsenic uh, Complexion Wafers. And they were used to get rid of freckles, blackheads, scars and other facial disfigurations. As like they put it. extreme sicilic acid of the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Arsenic. Crazy. Queer stuff. <laughs> Queer stuff indeed. <laughs> so yeah, but that's pretty much all the crack now. Yeah. Oh, episode 30 then next week. can't believe we're um, going to episode 30. Oh my God, true. Yeah. And um, also just thanks again to our sponsor, Icebreakers Band. Um, again, a brilliant band. If we do say so, we're not at all biased. But there's reviews. <laughs> there's reviews from real people. Yes, if you check out <laughs> Icebreakers on Facebook or Instagram, you will see rave reviews now. We have to say we've been long-term fans. We've seen their long-term. rise to the success and they are a fantastic band if anybody is looking. That's, yeah, that's all the crack now. So oh. we'll chat to you next week. Yeah, okie dokie. Bye. Bye-bye.